The Chicago Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Welcome back, Popo Nation. Paul Cialino and Lupe Aguirre on WLS AM 890 Chicago, the Popo Report. Kind of a slow week. <laughs> Not much happening, right? Everyone's trying to adjust to the uh, cold weather, man. Yeah. Well, it gets a little busy this weekend. Kind of hard to handle a gun when your hands are freezing. <laughs> well, in, in today's day and age, you don't want to be handling a gun, bro. Bad okay? guys because... have bad guys have to acclimate to the uh, you know the cold weather. So yeah. I think you give them a week or two. You got you know? the Michael Jackson gloves, you know, with no <clears throat> fingers, right? Just got the palm and the back. Those are the hand. hipster gloves. The hipster gloves. Hip, hipster gloves. You yeah. pull over a dude with those gloves on, you're already you start looking for dope immediately, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's probable cause, I say. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a run on the hipster gloves uh, soon enough. It's okay. going to happen. It's going to happen. You guys wear hipster gloves sometimes, don't you? Only if you're on the bike team. The bike team guys. Yeah, they use hipster gloves because you have to. I yeah. mean, you need your you need your 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 fingers nimble enough to uh, you know do what you have to do on, shift the, gears? on the bike team. <laughs> what the shift? Shifting and braking, doing whatever you have to do on the bike. Yeah. Waving. Handle the bad guys. It's yeah. kind of hard to handle bad guys with gloves, I especially in the so. wintertime. You know, thick gloves. Unless you got those gloves with the hard knuckles on the other side where you rake them across their face when they get a little sassy. Oh, those are the ones I use. <laughs> Don't say that yet, okay? Copa <laughs> lifting. <laughs> Copa be going, man, Officer Guire, remember mm. this. <laughs> it's all said in jest. That's Everybody right. Everybody knows that. That's right. This is... Sort of a comedy Light, show, right? Light-hearted comedy show. Yeah, well, we're, we're comedians in our own mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a, much to the chagrin of WLS. We're not ready for the comedy circuit. I guess not. Well, maybe, I don't know. Have you watched, you know, comedy lately? We don't have enough free time, but guess who, who's going to have a lot of free time? We do not. <laughs> oh, who's going to have a lot of free time? Yeah. Who's looking for a new career? Ah, new a job, job opening. There's a job opening where? Oh, Where? here in our lovely city of Chi-Town. WLS got jowled No, not here, WLS. No, no, nothing here. Chi-Town Police Department. Oh, they looking for somebody? Yeah. What happened? Big news happened on Thursday. Come on, Paul, where you been? <laughs> I don't know and what out, happened. Out there in Lyle, just hanging out? Yeah, we're just hanging out, man. We don't pay any attention to what's going on in the big old nasty city here, which I happen to be in every day of my life for about the last 40 years. Our guy, Eddie Johnson. Uh, Somebody forced his hand. Eddie pulled the plug, didn't he? Yeah. Voluntarily or involuntarily? <laughs> Maybe a combination of both. Well, but, I gotta tell you, uh, if he no. stays, if he would have stayed till April of twenty one, that meant an extra fifty k a year in pension. Yeah, I don't know any cop that's ever walked away from fifty grand a year. A full, voluntarily, a full four years. Uh, uh, you need to uh, be vested, fully yeah. vested, uh, and get that uh, superintendent's uh, special. Well, pension. I'm going to tell you, Eddie Johnson deserves that. 50K. Absolutely, just give it to him. It's a, he's done dog years, bro. Okay, he's got like twenty-one year real life years so, on this job. So that's superintendent. It's five more months. Why not just have him buy those five months? You know, here I'll give you maybe, whatever. Maybe that's what he's going to do. Can he buy them? I mean, you could buy time. Uh, you know, uh, as a police officer, you know I, I'm, I don't know if the superintendent keeps up with his time, but this guy worked you know eighteen, twenty hour days for the last 
three years, six months. Hasn't taken a vacation? No, he went to London. He just said, the first vacation I've taken, I went to London to watch the Bears, and I looked at my family and said, oh, hey, I've been missing you guys. I'm sorry. I haven't been home for three years. And And it's true. And that's the one game that the the, uh, Bears actually won, right? No, they lost that one too. Oh, man. They're losing everything. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a game they should have won. They should have won. There you go. Up until the very end. That's right. So he was there watching the Bears. He was there watching the Bears. He had an epiphany, huh? He's like, man, I want my family back. Uh, I miss him. Um, Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. He's been married. He's a long-term marriage. His wife's a a lieutenant. She's a police officer. She's not going anywhere, right? She's not going anywhere, no. I mean, she'll probably... Continue rising through the ranks and uh, be a major boss in a few years. Oh, you know she's going to be a boss, yeah. right? She's got the juice now. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. First term marriage? <laughs> First marriage, second marriage, third? Not sure. Do we is know? It, it's probably second marriage, is it? I don't know. Probably, man. That's probably the, the trophy You never wife. know with police officers, right? I mean, no, you don't. Everyone's don't. always getting divorced Bo- and remarried. <laughs> Both of us being married and divorced, Lars. We, we see a lot of popo guys walking through the office, don't we? Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta watch out. You got that side girlfriend. I mean, man, her <laughs> side two or three girlfriends. So no, I think it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is his his second marriage. But yeah, she's gonna continue on, and uh, hey, uh, he'll never leave the police department fully. I'll tell you that much. Why? With her in there, you kidding? He's me? got a kid on the job. He's too, got a right? kid on the job yeah, too. Right. He's. Uh, I think uh, man, less than two years on the job. Yeah. No. So yeah, I mean well, the, I, the Johnson legacy is going to live long, live on for a long time. I, I, I'm going to say it. I loved him. Thought I thought the best superintendent in 20 years, at least 20 years, right? I, I he was for the troops. He was out there every day. Man of the people. He didn't avoid any problems. He was always upfront, man. And I don't, you know, the, the way he's going out, I find distasteful. I'm unhappy with. I don't. I think he's being forced out. There's no question about it. It was unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. sometimes luck just uh, is not on your side. I mean, that that uh-huh. that whole little, uh, you know, hey, uh, traffic stop. You fell asleep at the wheel. I mean, it wasn't was, even a traffic stop. It, it wasn't was, even a traffic stop. Yeah, yeah. Nap time. Nap time at you know over in Bridgeport. Man, man slumped over the wheel. Uh, uh, police officer gets called over, and uh, oh yeah, my god, that's, the whole world that's, showed up that's, over there. That's our boss. Yes, that's a problem. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? You're I mean, a young patrolman. You you pick up that phone, not young, a radio, and say, "Boss, I'm gonna get over here right now." Young or seasoned, you you're just like, "What do I do?" Yeah, well, the seasoned I mean, guy knows what to do. <laughs> True. Yeah, more or less, more or less. If you, if you're an Eddie fan, if you're if you're an Eddie fan, if you're not, you probably do other things. Well, come on. Well, I, I don't think anybody's going to commit professional suicide by busting their boss. If you're salty, if you're at the, you know, uh, yeah, if you got twenty nine and twenty nine, and you're, you got your stuff in, and you're leaving tomorrow, and for some reason you got something against our superintendent, yeah, you'll probably, but but I mean. Let's let's give uh, police officers a little more credit. You know they're gonna they're gonna stand up for their boss. They're gonna do what do what's right. And they should for stand the most up for part. their boss, right? And yeah. listen, I, I'm not one of these people. I think police earn a certain amount of breaks that civilians don't get. Traditionally, do not get. Are never gonna get. It's part of the job. That's I mean, right. It is part of the job. It's part of the culture. It's part of the job. Whether you're an attorney, whether you're an accountant, whether you're a whatever private sector, public right. sector. You get certain breaks in your in your career. You absolutely do. And lawyers are the absolute worst, right? Judges and lawyers and such. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> they're they're the masters of that stuff. 
Yeah, you uh, yeah you you, you learn how to uh, weave your way through the sw- the system. That's right, and uh, and I'm not suggesting you know you do, police should be able to go out on crime sprees. No, and, and, no, and no, no, walk, no, but no. but this is the kind of courtesies police should extend other policemen. Yeah, exactly correct. Professional courtesy. Right. I don't know what happened to some you know Evergreen Park <laughs> part time copper would have been asleep at the wheel and over at Twenty Sixth and uh, you know Wentworth, but. Um, I don't think he gets that break. This but, is the, but this is the superintendent. Yeah, it's the superintendent mean, in his city. Yeah, exactly. Right? Going home. Exactly. Not far from home. Exactly. And he, apparently in good enough shape to drive himself home. He wasn't uh, handpicked from a different uh, city, from a different state, no. to come in here to be, be the superintendent. He was. No. He grew up here. <laughs> what do you he think? grew up here. Uh, Jody you know. Weiss, does Jody Weiss get that pass? Or does Jody he get Weiss pro- dad? would probably not get that <laughs> You want to? Hey, after the break, you want to talk about uh, who we think should be the next superintendent? The Popo report is going to pick the next superintendent, my friend. Yes, we're going to talk about it. There you go, people. Thanks for starting us off tonight, Paul. My nonviolent low-level partner in crime, as the Chicago Popo report gets underway here on a Saturday night. More to come, including an off-duty Chicago police officer makes a fool out of herself and gets arrested, and. You know, the chicken sandwich frenzy's back when a man fatally stabbed in a chicken sandwich-related incident. That and more when we return here on WLS AM. Alas. Chicago, come on back to the Popo Report. Lupe Acquire, Paul Cialino on WLS AM 890, Saturday night, Chicago. And folks, you can't listen to us live from 10 to 12. You want to go to WLSAM.com, click on that little icon that says podcast, and go down to the Chicago Popo Report. You can listen all day to your heart's content, no commercials, weather, or traffic. So when we left, we're talking about Superintendent Johnson's replacement who will be uh well he's leaving at the end of the year who got 60 days for the uh the sweepstakes started i'm sure about a three four days ago loop yeah the uh the police board i'm sure they're uh they've started their search they're gonna have uh you know about five or ten candidates well to gotta, they're gonna present three to the mayor for the at final at least right? present three yeah okay and uh being seeing how she was on that board and she presented the last three uh, when Eddie got picked, who was not one of those picks, and which ticked her off to no end, because mm-hmm. it did. Let's face it, man, it's a lot of work narrowing it down, a lot of interviews, a lot of politics. It's the mayor's mayor's prerogative. A lot of phone calls, right? And Rama looked at their picks and said, eh, "Eddie Johnson's it." It wasn't right. It wasn't right for the city, right for the time. I uh, just didn't like those picks. I got to tell you, maybe the best mayoral decision he made while mayor. Is picking Eddie Johnson. So listen, the last the last two were what out of towners, right? Jerry McCarthy, McCarthy, McStash, McStash. As you like to call him, and then Jody uh, Weiss, Jody Weiss. Yeah, All right. Yeah, it was not not good picks. Yeah, let's switch it up a bit. Let's, That's right. And he he didn't like their picks. Yeah, and so he put Eddie in, and Eddie Eddie. Well, listen, every every major stat crime stat dropped under Eddie's administration. Yeah, we are down. Yep, and. You having lived through a few administrations now, what's your opinion? Was a good superintendent, excellent superintendent, bad? I've never had a bad thing to say about 
Eddie Johnson. Uh, he was always out there, hardworking, uh, making himself uh, available. You know what I like that, man? You're on the street every night. You know, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you're affected by everything he does. And, and those are the guys and women who everybody should be listening to. And, and you don't rule by popularity. You never do. I mean, uh, you know, but top leadership position is tough. And the mayor says, maybe 10 people I could do this job in the country. I, I respectfully disagree. There's probably a no. couple hundred people I could do it. But no. She, she's takes a toll on your health. Takes a toll on your health. Your life, uh, man. Your family. Your life is over with when you take this job. You don't have a life. That your life is the is job. The job, right? Is the job, and and it's the pinnacle of your career. Let's face it. I mean, uh, other than being what the uh, commissioner of LAPD or New York City Police Department or uh, director of the FBI, even director of let's say Secret Service or a cabinet position yeah. is maybe the only higher law enforcement positions you're ever going to have. So right. this is a big deal, and it's going to eat your life up, man. Eat it up, and eat your health. Because yeah. there's going to be no young dude getting in there. Now, Jody Weiss, he's a big weightlifter, right? <laughs> but yeah. No one ever accused him of having it eaten his life up, though. No. He, he looked as good leaving as he well, did Well, you've got to be in good health uh, jumping into this job, too. I mean, Eddie Johnson, he had some health issues. and He's uh, had some serious health issues, which so, he ignored, didn't pay attention to, yeah. and uh, probably spent more time fighting with doctors than he did with anybody else. Right. Be yeah. Because he ignored himself. Yeah. I, listen, you gotta take Johnson it. put... The city and the citizens and the police department first. You got to put your mind, body, and soul into something like this. Well, he it's, did. Uh, it's a journey that could kill you, hey, and but, it could it could drive you out. It could it could do so many things uh, to your life. Well, we can assume it's taking some some years off of his life, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, these, these are dog years. Right. These aren't regular years. These aren't like when you're a patrolman. You go do your eight hours, your overtime. You go home. You put it away. Right? The, right. The, you don't get to put this away. You got aldermen calling you, the mayor calling you, the press beating you I up. want this guy as a com district commander. That's you right. know, you this know guy, what do you think you about this lieutenant? Or you're not going to get so, that budget line item, right? It never, it's never ending. So many political pressures. And that's just one aspect of the job. You have to uh, not only um, be ready to go to the scene of a crime, a major incident, uh, an emergency. You're out there attending, uh, you name it, right. uh, in front of organizations, talking about your initiatives, talking about what the Chicago Police Department is doing, what the city uh, deserves. Yeah, you're fighting for money. Uh, it's a nonstop fight, right? I mean, budget. You're, you're always trying to get better training, better facilities, better squad cars, better weapons, etc. It just never ends. It's just a all-consuming, 24-7 you got to uh, sign off on everything yep. and be responsible and accountable uh, for everything. Well, you are accountable for everything. And you know those, those mayors and pointed head little politicians, are, when, when, it, when, when it hits the fan, they're going to point the finger at you. No matter what some knucklehead, crazy patrolman might have done that, that you so far away from supervising, it's not even funny, or hiring or, or responsible for. But the heat's going to come to you. As McStash found out. <laughs> So as far as uh, the uh, the uh, the next uh, superintendent, I'm sure you've seen uh, some we, of the uh, s s some of the ones that have, the names that have been thrown out there. What do you think? Well, I'm not I'm not I'm not knocked out. Okay, I'm I'm just not wildly impressed with the who's reported to be the the big candidates. You want local? You want uh, a national pick? L let me tell you. Here's my feeling about this. I think it's it's absolutely essential. 
that it comes from within the Chicago Police Department. That's that's the first thing, right? Mm-hmm. Second thing is not some bureaucrat, some lawyer who's worked for the department, some politician who's worked their way up the ranks through clout and let's say brains even. Let's say they're just exceptionally smart person who's done excelled at every administrative job they've had. I I I like a guy like Eddie Johnson who came from the patrol division and worked his way through it all. Now, let's you and I both know you're not going to be a big boss unless you're a politician of some sort. Yeah. You gotta have right. friends. You gotta have friends all around. I mean, you, you, you don't survive have, in this it, world without it, friends. Not in this city. You gotta have clout, right? You gotta have somebody who likes you up top, above you. Mm-hmm. And he clearly had that with a lot of black aldermen. Mm-hmm. And the next person's gonna have to have it. They're gonna have to have that support. And everybody's chirping now. The black guys want a black guy. The Hispanic guys want a Hispanic guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the FOP wants a white guy, of course, because that's all that runs the FOP over there. So that's not going to happen. So that's one big group that's going to stay mad at you. The women now are saying, hey, it's our turn. And we have a woman mayor who loves to appoint women to big jobs. And I'm uh, my guess is she's going to appoint a woman to this job. Because that's what she's done so far in office. Unless she's got a pick that she's had on her mind since she was on the board that was recommending superintendents, right? Because she had clout on that board. She was the big deal on that board. Um, I suspect her pick from back then is probably the front runner today. today Is that Melissa Staples? Yeah. Okay. But in in the paper last week, they talked about the LAPD chief being a favorite of hers. Okay. (laughs) LAPD traditionally had, had the absolute... Worst relationship with the African-American community in any police department in America. And, of course, he's a white guy. FOP would like him. You mentioned L.A. Yeah, LA LAPD Chief uh, Charlie Beck. Is that who you're talking right. about? He's got, Char- a hell, he's got a hell of a mustache. He'd probably do really well. Him and McCarthy could cocktail together over Gibson's, right? Yeah. Talk about, you know. My pick, my picks would be either uh, they have they need a must they, whatever black white brown right. they need a great mustache need a great stash okay <laughs> a great stash a la, folks a la Tom Selleck Lupe Zaguire has, has put it out there a la Tom Selleck even if it's even if it's a female she has to have some kind of a stash you you're really walking it's a hot. line be careful okay <laughs> demands respect I mean you kidding me why um, not. All right. I, I yeah. The, listen, the LAPD guy would be a horrible idea based on recent history in this town. All right, folks, buckle up. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we got an off-duty Chicago police officer who's clowning around. <laughs> You'll want to learn about that. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM eight ninety. See you in a bit. LS. Popo Nation, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino on the Big 89, WLS AM, Saturday night, Chicago. We're back talking, we're going to finish talking, we're going to rate the candidates. Popo Report's going to pick a uh, future superintendent for the city. Mayor's listening, she'd be, she'd be wise to pay attention to us, okay? Because we got our finger on the pulse of this big city, brother, right? See, uh... We know what our people want out there. We agree with the uh, the list that the uh, Trib, uh, Chicago Tribune put out there. Well, I mean, those are some good, good names. It's, it's the only listed print right now. I haven't seen another one. 
So I guess we, yeah, uh, assuming uh, that came from somebody who knows what they're doing. Like maybe covered the police department forever. A few uh, uh, local uh, favorites, uh, CPD, and a, and, a, and a few. Uh, you well, know, what do we got? We got uh, 28 years CPD veteran Melissa Staples serves as Chicago Police Department's chief of detectives, uh, and has worked all over the city in the most violent areas. She, she certainly has the resume. Yeah. Right. What she doesn't have is a good solve rate as chief of detectives. She's got one of the poorest solve rates in the nation. There's a lot of reasons for that, many of which are not her fault. But I, I, I think I, she's somebody I could live with. And there's also uh, Eugene Williams. She was uh, he was one of uh, Lightfoot's uh, three finalists uh, last time. He, he's uh, he's certainly a favorite. But I mean, what are these? The Deputy Superintendent oversaw the Department of Bureau Support Services. Boring, boring. Okay, bureaucrat. I say no on uh, him. We got Sean Melanowski. And retired, retired chief of detective LAPD. Yeah, uh, lives in Chicago. Works for the University of Chicago. He's got a PhD. Real smart guy. Eddie Johnson brought him in to work on uh, the Strategic Decision Support Center. I, that LAPD smart guy, guy no, got the Nerd Center no, going. A- absolutely. I no. mean, see you later. Let him stay right where he's at. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's so far so good with the Nerd Center. He, right. he, we like the we like the Nerd Center. We like the fact that he's a Fulbright Scholar and he's a yeah. really smart dude. But uh, don't like the fact he's from an LAPD. Continue with the Nerd Center. Do, 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 that, that, exactly. A little, little more with it, the pre crime. Get into pre crime. You know. Let him keep doing what he's doing. He's doing a great job All at right. it. Okay. Cedric Alexander, former chief of DeKalb County, Georgia. Another one of the three finalists. Okay. Just just for fact that the dude's from Georgia and eats grits. He he doesn't make the cut. I mean, uh, my buddy George over at the Palace on Madison Avenue, he'd like him because they serve grits at the Palace. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like him, though. He's from Georgia. Forget it. He's hit. Who's the next guy, Luke? We got Al Weisinger. Uh, He was uh, with the last administration. He retired. uh, Got caught up in the whole McDonald thing. That immediately disqualifies him. See you later. Al, your history is not going to happen for you, man. Okay. Although He's got support of some of the African-American aldermen. Another female, Barbara West. Let's see, what do we know about her? Uh, uh, another bureaucrat, uh, uh, chief of organizational development, is responsible for overseeing department hiring and making sure CBD adheres to the recommendations included in the scathing Justice Department report prompted by the McDonald video. Well, uh, let me tell you, she's absolutely a candidate, isn't she? Yeah. Because yeah, she's one of the mayor's girls. Mm-hmm. And, and she's in charge of making sure the federal decree is followed, which is a big big priority for this mayor fop will hate this chick mm-hmm. they will not like her but the mayor likes her and i think she's a possibility and i don't i'm not crazy about her because she's not a street person i'm i'm for the street dudes or dudettes yeah okay but need someone with street cred what about leo schmitz does he have some uh street cred it's he's got big, he's got yeah. big street cred man and he's been around a while and he's worked he's had inglewood and uh, he's been running Illinois State Police, which is probably the cleanest yeah. law enforcement organization in the state, traditionally. Very, very seldom you see any bad behavior coming out of that group. Let's see. And last but not least, we have Ann Kirkpatrick. Uh, let's see. She was a finalist also under Lightfoot. Yeah, she's before, a carpetbagger. Before Emmanuel was recommended, <laughs> carpetbagger. Okay. She's from Spokane. They're way too liberal out there in Washington, okay? She's gonna, uh, the, the riots will be taken over and we'll be handing out you know water bottles to the rioters as she shows up. I'm, I'm not big on her. No, no real. He definitely wants somebody with ties to Chicago. The okay, no outsiders. Chicago people, right? 
Chicago people, yeah, yeah. We want Chicago people who work in the streets. Rose up through the ranks, work the streets. Yep. Got their hands dirty. Yep. Okay. That's Got right. yelled at. That's what we Did like. Some yelling. And that's what the people in this city want, man. This is this uh, is our people, somebody touchy feely. Yes. Yes. And there's gonna. Yeah. It's not afraid to get in your face and tell <laughs> yeah. you what it's like. That's right. You know, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Lupe's that's my kind of guy, right? <laughs> Come you over just, des- I just described myself, Paul. That's right, bro. And that's why you're going to be the new spokesman for the Chicago Police Department when the new guy gets hired. Because he's going to listen to Sean go, Lupe Aguirre, man. But, but in all seriousness, yeah, you I'm need making to, his ass right off that midnight shift. He's coming to work for you, me. You need someone who's not afraid to, you know, get dirty. That's right. Whether that's, it's a female or male, get dirty. Listen, so you, you guys that work for the mayor, you better, you better cut this tape, all right? Because we just gave her the picks that need to run this, this department. We gave her three. We That's gave, what she gave the last mayor. We right? gave her three and, and the qualities that they need. And plus, if she picks one of our picks, then you know that's going to be radio gold for about the next, until that one gets fired. Whoa. <laughs> right? Are <laughs> uh, we going to move on to something else? Let's do it. Besides Chicago Popo, uh, you know, politics, bosses, etc. We got an Illinois parole officer oh, uh, behaving badly. Oh, he did what he He's do, a little Luke. bit too much touchy-feely. Uh, who did he do this touchy-feely with, Luke? Oh, my God. Let's see. Accused of assaulting two female parolees. Uh, you know, you're, you're a parole officer. It's part of your case management. You're out there assigned to parolees. But you can't, you know. Well, who else are you going to date now? Yeah, and plus, he's in Knox County, which is about 100 million miles away from the city, all right? In the middle of nowhere. The, the dating pool is pretty slender down there, okay? Unless... You go to Knox College, where there's some, uh, presumably, some attractive co-eds. Point taken, Paul. Point well taken. But you need, you need their, um, you, you, you need it to be uh, voluntary, I guess. You to think about this, though, man. You got a parolee, and she's on the bracelet, so you certainly know where that girlfriend's going to be at 24-7, right? Keep tabs on her all the time. Yes, yeah. yes, it's nice. You know where they're at. You know how to find them. But there's a fine line between keeping tabs and sexually assaulting them. Are you telling me you can't have sex with your parolee if you're a parole agent? Yeah. Now, without their consent, Paul, you know better oh, than that. If you, they're yeah. consenting, it's okay. Yeah, yeah but I don't see anything being problem with that. Well, he's too beefed, man. And I'm going to tell you something. Well, his bond uh, was 150000 He posted that fifteen k. A parole officer who's doing yeah, okay, 15K, right? Fifteen k. I got your fifteen k right here. There you go. I'm walking on this one. <laughs> but the problem is being in Knox County, he might be going to trial like by March. It could be it'd be a short stay out on bond. Listen, if he pe- gets convicted. Listen, people, keep your hands to yourself, all right? Yes, if you're a parole agent, the Popo reports advice is uh, date outside of your job, right? Yeah, there's yeah, plenty, of, da- plenty of dating apps. Happen. Plenty of dating apps. They'll travel or walk far distances. That's okay? right. That's right. All right. Anything you want out there on a dating app. Because your parolee may be hot or maybe a babe <laughs> to you. It doesn't mean you can have your way with her, okay? Well, I guess that didn't work out for him. And by the way, that's not the first parole agent who uh, has gotten himself Oh, I'm sure it happens all the time, yeah. Yes, it has. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're vulnerable. It's just too easy, man. They're vulnerable. You know, I could, you know, they're not going to tell anyone because they're already in trouble. I could make your life very nice or I could make it very bad, young lady. Which, which do you prefer? Yeah, that's exactly what happens all the time. That's right. Well... Whose life is screwed up now? That's right. Let's see. Uh, we have a Illinois State trooper who uh, who got hurt during a traffic stop. 
Uh, a dangerous job, Paul. Uh, you know what? It's Thankfully dangerous because get... of knuckleheads, bro. Because right. idiots don't... All them lights flashing and bouncing off every shiny surface and people slowing down and pulling away from it, that's a clue for you to slow down and pull away. That's in, in addition to it being a law, right? Yeah, so this trooper uh, was dragged and eventually fell out of the car. Uh, <laughs> he was released from the hospital. Thank God he's not hurt. Uh, but I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's a dangerous, being an Illinois trooper. I mean, they are at death's door, a doorstop every time they, they pull somebody over. Well, in this particular case, this was a guy in a, he was on a traffic stop. It wasn't a citizen that hit him. Um, it was the people he were de was dealing, dealing with, with yeah. engaged with yeah, at, the, exactly. at that time. So, but it's still, he, he didn't get hurt too badly. Uh, he, he, he walked away from it, but we've had three troopers killed right. this year. So it's dangerous people just. You know, them troopers do a dangerous, dangerous, thankless job for the most right. part. Be careful with them out there, okay? Mind them. We'd like for them to go home to their wife and kitties. All right, Paul, so much crime, so little time. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we have that off-duty Chicago police officer who was clowning around in Boys Town. I wonder what happened to her. All right, you've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report. Yes. <laughs> Circuses on the air. Ah, we're back, Chicago. Lupe Choir, Paul Cialino on WLS AM 890 Saturday night. Chicago Popo Report. And uh, as you might guess by the intro, we've got a clown-related story, my friend. What is it? Another Popo acting badly. Uh, Karina Salgado, age 30. What did Karina do? She's not necessarily young either. Like I said, after you hit tw after twenty five, <laughs> you're pretty much accountable. Okay, before twenty five, you know you're you, you're prone to impulse. You do but, some stupid, stupid things. But after twenty five, according to the uh, you know insurance companies, come on. Yeah, well, she's baby. She only been on the job two years. Which saves her from an immediate dismissal. Well, yeah, she got lucky after 18 months. Yeah, yeah. you need your 18 months and then you're... Yeah. you're <laughs> I, I, I got a feeling, though, can, she's got some problems with keeping the job, You can do she? pretty much anything but kill somebody uh, and well, stay on the job. Listen, by virtue of the fact that she acted up in Chicago and managed to get arrested by guys from her own police department, that says something because... We we are known for forgiving all manner of sins if you're on the job. This could have been easily forgiven, but what did Miss Salgado do? Ah, uh, this is where it gets dicey for her, doesn't it? She was dressed up as a Pennywise. <laughs> well, then please explain to our audience, like me, who that might be. That's murderous, scary clown. <laughs> <She's> just, <laughs> I saw I saw a picture of her. Yeah, not a good look for anyone. Not a good look for anyone now. What do we like to see females dressed up in Halloween, Luke? What's our preference? Anything that's very revealing. Yeah, we don't care about the clown forget thing, the, okay? Forget the makeup as long as it's very revealing. Yes. And it accentuates yeah. your positives. Yes, yes. Usually involving She chose not to do that. No, no, no. She's in uh, in full clown regalia and she got dr She was drunk. A slightly drunk. intoxicated. Is there anything uh, worse than a, a drunk, drunk Pennywise? Clown. A drunk clown. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It's a, drunk clowns are the best. They get into the worst trouble. <laughs> I assume eventually we're going to get to what she exactly did or is accused of doing. So she was trying to get into uh, one of the uh, Boys Town uh, bars slash nightclubs. This and is what around what after midnight? One around yeah, one in the morning. We know the Popo report advised nothing good happening after midnight. Why wouldn't they let her in? I mean, maybe uh, I a little bit she too was drunk. Maybe acting, acting up at the up. door. Like, here's my badge. I'm not paying that stupid cover charge. 
I'm not sure if, well, eh, maybe it was, maybe it was that, maybe, you know, just, maybe just, she's just way too intoxicated to come into the establishment. Cause there are certain limits. Yeah, maybe those. the bouncers didn't like her costume or her. Maybe, maybe cause you know, they've, they've exceeded the, uh, the female to male ratio in that bar. As a former professional bartender and establishes. Cause you know, it's probably a gay such bar. Such as this. We have too many girls yeah, boys in now, here. Right? Yeah. We got too many chicks in here <laughs> now. Okay, go find here. one of your bars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah. She didn't like that, man. No, she did not like that, right? Because now, now it gets a little ugly with the people at the door. I Ooh, mean, how would you feel if you got turned away at the bar and you're in your, you're in your best outfit? You know, Halloween, you're dressed up as Pennywise, you think you look good, your friends are there, you know... You're all ready to get get it going for the next five hours, and then you get turned away. Wouldn't you get upset? I got to tell bit. you, she she never in her wildest dreams thought she'd be the subject of a major radio show on a major radio station <laughs> for a non-job-related activity. We're hitting this one hard. Oh, I know we are. She's, because she's brought discredit to the police department, uh, Oh, to herself. About now, her phone is ringing, my friend, because all her colleagues are calling her. Are you kidding me? I mean, you've got to have, you got to, you can't act up. I mean, no matter how drunk and stupid you get, you know, you're at a bar. Maintain some kind of decorum, some kind of, you know. She uh, didn't even get into the bar to do it. It's all happened. It's all outside. Yes. Yes. This is bad. So not only did she get upset because she wasn't let into the bar, what happened after that? Oh, a lot of bad things happened because the the real popo who are working got called. The working popo got called. You know, they're like, man, I got to work tonight. I'd rather be out there drinking with my boys and having fun and and, and talking to babes. Charlie's here. And now right? we got. We, now what's going on with what's going on with Pennywise over here? Drunk <laughs> Pennywise at, at at two in, at one in the morning. We got to deal with her. She's got a badge and a nine on her hip. Okay, what, what are we gonna do with her? She probably. You think she's like? Do you know who I am? Oh, I was like, I, oh you know, she yeah. pulled that card when they're drinking. That usually the. First or second thing that comes out of their mouth. Oh my God! Hey, what does she wind up? What does your young officer wind up getting arrested for? So she became aggressive and uh, you know <laughs> yeah, she started fighting a- with the popo. Struck <laughs> struck one of them in the face. With oh, an o- that was it. With an open hand. Oh, so in other words, slap. it was a slap. Oh my! God. I wonder if it's a male or female officer she slapped in the face. Uh, I, I tell you what, down I, there in Boys Town at that beat, yeah. uh, it's probably a male. I mean, you got to. Oh, yeah, you think? Yeah, I would think. I'm guessing the fight was on at that point. Yeah. Some of the handcuffs are coming out. There's going to be no pass tonight, young lady. But, I mean, you think she told... Well, this is... They probably found out after she was uh, handcuffed and uh, thrown in the... uh, Thrown in the back of the squad car that she was a uh, two-year veteran of the Chicago Police Department. Yeah, but she didn't exactly (laughs) have a... She didn't exactly have a big job, did she? Police officer. Yeah, yeah, she's not. She's no superintendent. She's no right, deputy you, chief. She's, she's not no even sergeant. a patrolman, okay? <laughs> she's got one of those jobs where they put people they don't like. Well, now she does. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, they threw her. They threw into a callback. ARS, <laughs> <Yeah>. pending investigation. <laughs> that's what happens, people. When you get in trouble, they'll throw you in callback. That's where. That, that's a problem. So when, when you call nine, when, when you call 311, it's a non-emergency call. That's where she's stuck. <laughs> and uh, So, folks, when you call the 311 number, ask if you're speaking. What's the clown's name? Miss Salgado. No, no. Can, not the, oh, Pennywise. Can we, can hey, we, so, <laughs> yeah, talk to Pennywise, okay? Pennywise might understand my angst on this phone call right now. Because <laughs> she's been there, right? 
She's in there right now. She's stuck in. She's stuck in <laughs> no, callback. I mean, she's gonna that when you're calling, uh-huh. right? You're gonna say Pennywise will understand why I'm calling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. She, I'm she sorry. will be sympathetic to my my problem. But these are these are non-emergency calls, though. Yeah, because she has experienced similar problems, like being handcuffed and arrested. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So she might like. I want to talk to Pennywise, folks. If you're calling three one one, please ask for Pennywise. Uh, the clown, i.e., for example, Miss Salgado. Yeah, because I can tell you right now, almost every anyone that answers that phone is going to know who that is, <laughs> and they may put you through. So yeah, she was she's been reassigned to the department's alternate response section, in which staffers field non-emergency calls and determine whether to send field officers or make a police report over the phone. So she's going to make a police report for you over the phone now, uh, pending discharge or pending further uh, police action. I mean, she she's got a charge. Are you kidding me? Battery. Yes. Resisting arrest. So what happens to her? Do uh, what do you think? Tell, I I'll, 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 I'll tell you what. If there's security tape of all this, this is going to be a problem. Oh, I would love to see that. Are you kidding me? You're you're on the street in Boys Town. There's got to be t- tons of cameras around. I, I want the freedom of information request. We should run that one. We do, okay, we should. We just go down to Charlie's and see if they'll give us a copy. Let's do it. We could, uh, maybe there's some audio. No, you can't have audio tape on security tape. No, yeah, there's no so audio. against the law. It's two-party consent. Here, listen. I'm sure there's someone. Here, we got to put it out there. Someone someone out there has a recording, okay? Yes. On their, on their, iPhone, their cell phone. On yes. their cell phone. There's got to be some, some lucky soul out there. Pennywise fighting with the popo is going to be on somebody's cell phone. Yeah. Guarantee it. For sure, right? Pennywise stuck in ARS. <laughs> we discredit to the police department. We could do Pennywise stories, folks, till next Halloween. She's only lucky she's still on the job because she's post 18 months. Yes. Okay, no longer yeah. probationary police officer. Listen, people, let's act accordingly, okay? And, yeah. and Ringling Brothers is out of business, so I guess that option's not available to her. That's right, Paul. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we got a Milwaukee mayor who... Uh, Blame someone in higher office for an acid attack on a Peruvian-born U.S. citizen up there in Milwaukee, right? You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. Subscribe. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. Step four. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is... The Chicago Popo Report. Ah, uh, we're back, Chicago. Lupe Guire, Paul Cialino on WLS AM 890, Saturday night, pre-midnight shift. Rounding the turn, heading towards midnight, we Paul. Are, we're, we're coming out of this back nine now, aren't we? Moseying, moseying on to finish the back nine. It only gets better from now, man. We, we did some deep dives in the, you know, that first hour. Yes, we did. Sort of relax the second hour. A fun hour, right? Well, a lot of clown stuff going on in that first hour. <laughs> we could still clown around, but yeah, we could get a little more a little more variety. What do you think? Yeah, a little bit. We'll do a little bit more variety, folks. In case you get a little bored, which almost never happens, because if you tune in and listen to the Popo Preport, you have a tendency never to leave it. That first hour was exclusively Chicago, right? That's right. Yeah. And we picked the new superintendent. We have the three right. finalists, anyways. Well, hey. The uh, mayor's on her A game. She's going to pay attention to us. I need a mustache. That's all I have to <laughs> you say. Get busy then, my friend, because you got to the end of the year. 
That's all I need is a mustache. You're under 60 days right now. You have no street credit unless you have a mustache. There you go. All right. right. You need that new job. Hey, what happened (laughs) out in Oklahoma? Man, they got... They got got liberal out there. They let 450 hardened criminals out. I don't think they were hardened criminals. Watch yourselves, people. You got people just walking around Uh, in the slammer. They're mostly weed growers and such, okay? Nonviolent offenders. Those, no, are fa- some, those are my favorite offenders, okay. nonviolent. That, let me tell you something, man. They're tired of paying for these people to be locked up. It's, it's not it's a cheap ex- adventure. It's expensive to lock people right. up and, the governor, and keep them locked up. The governor said, listen, I'm giving you guys, you 450 mopies, a second chance. They both let out both men and women out of the uh, yeah. Department of Corrections in Oklahoma there. And they were mostly all nonviolent offenders. And uh, it was like early Christmas present. Yeah. I wonder how many of them have been locked up since uh, Wednesday when he did this. <laughs> it's Saturday now. How many reoffended since uh, Wednesday in seventy-two hours? You're talking about the rate of recidivism. I love, I love recidivism. recidivism rate. Yes. Rate. Uh, I wonder. I wonder what is it for this for group of four fifty. Now that's a story. I would say you know I'm going to go go on a limb and say maybe twenty five percent. Oh, not yet, not in seventy-two hours. Eventually, I give him, I give him eventually, yeah, within well, within a couple within a month or so, yeah. Well, that, that's that's is that is that standard? Is that normal? That's that's lower than standard. Lower. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. But uh, did they did they uh, legalize marijuana in Oklahoma? Probably not. Yeah, probably no. I can't see them doing it. They need the money. They they want to abuse the citizens who like to partake in that particular form of recreation. Well, of all states, uh, they beat President Barack Obama's 2017 commutation of the drug sentences of 330 federal Listen. prisoners. I mean, man, Oklahoma get, well, showing up President Obama. I want to tell you something. You get in trouble in Oklahoma, you go going to jail. Right. right? They don't mess around. Because uh-huh. that, that is like the number one hobby out there of the authorities locking you up. Locking you up, man. Not a lot of people out in Oklahoma, but there's enough to manage to fill up a couple prisons. Oklahoma City, Tulsa, tough towns, man. It's called job security, Paul. Yes, it is. Uh, the popo out there. I got some friends who've been popo out there. They're busy. If we don't, if, if there aren't any criminals out and about, we're going to make sure you know we find some. Yeah, because yeah. we gotta, we gotta keep this job. All right, moving right along. Let's, let's go to go. Milwaukee. Uh, let's go to Milwaukee. Ooh, we uh, have an acid attack. We got an acid attack on a brown guy. Oh, the guys, the poor dude. A is a citizen me? once again. Yeah. A uh, brown guy who's a citizen. Uh, what a shock. Is this shocking in 2019? No, no it's not. No. <laughs> and, and even if he's not, right, you're going to just walk up to the dude and throw some acid on him because he's speaking a foreign language? Go back to your own country? Are you Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Is What's all, wrong with people? I mean, all, the, the dude is just minding his own business, and this dude walks up to him and grabs him, barks at him, and imagine who the dude was, an old white guy. An old, yeah, you who got me? arrested on Wednesday. Yeah. 61-year-old white male, another crazy old white guy out there. He's not our guy from the uh, Forest Preserve, is it? He's <laughs> not a, hanging out in Milwaukee. From Park Ridge. He's, he's probably on probation and can't leave the state without permission. So I, I think it's safe to say he may not have violated his probation as quickly. It's not our hate, hate crime guy. Huh? And this guy didn't have a, I don't think he had a proverbian uh, uh, flag t-shirt on. It was a little chilly. But he spoke Spanish. And for his trouble, the dude threw some acid in his face and burned him. Battery acid. Yeah. And burned him up pretty good, man. Yeah. yeah. And the the guy from Peru, right, he can't, he can't believe it. 
He's been a citizen, which means he's been in the country a long time. And he's like, really? Acid attack on me because I'm speaking Spanish? Which is basically why the dude threw acid on him. It's gotten bad, people. Let's tone down the rhetoric. Uh, let's uh, let's stop attacking uh, non-white people. Let's stop attacking every, anybody, okay? If you want to attack some stop non-white the people, we got, there's a place called Inglewood, folks, on the south side of Chicago. When you drive on down there... Bring your battery acid down there and see what happens. you a little froggy, okay? And attack some, <laughs> of, the, some of the African-American young men out there on that, in that neighborhood, okay? And see what happens to yourself. They knock. They well, go to Little gonna, Village. Let's go to Little Village. You know, if you want to take some brown, you know, they some more brown people. Call nine one one when you show up and start acting silly, are they, Loop? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. No, 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 no. You're gonna find out real quick uh, who runs the show down there. Yeah, and it's not some old crazy white guy that's gonna come save you. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, commissioners or superintendents uh, stepping down, NYPD, we got James O'Neill, who's. Uh, Calling it quits. What is it out? <laughs> Everyone's calling it quits this week? What's yeah, going you know on here? what, man? This big city department, big city problems. The These these mayors usually have knee-jerk reactions instead of them taking the heat. I, look, you know what? I'm getting rid of the police commissioner. He gone. His fault. All my problems are his, his, his fault. And it's not me, folks. And predictably, you know... That job does not have a long shelf life, man. You're appointed. Uh, you're uh, at the whims yes. of the political whims. You serve at the pleasure of the mayor. Yeah. Period. You're expendable. Yes, right. And you, you sh- it, presumably, everybody who has that job is somewhat of a politician and understands that going yeah. in. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to be in this. I'm not going to be a superintendent it's not a for ten years. It's not for- like royalty. Till I died. No, you're. Right. you're <laughs> it's not prince. It's superintendent or chief of police. Your shelf life starts to run the minute you get, you get sworn in. Right, and all it takes is one knucklehead copper out of twenty thousand or thirteen thousand at work for you to do something really stupid to get you fired. What happened here? It was uh, the choke, the, the choking Gardner incident, case, right? Eric Gardner. Right? Yeah. Eric Gardner was a bad one, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of officer suicides too. Now I don't know how you blame the chief, but. I think six New York City police detectives right. uh, officers have committed Just suicide. Just as bad as Chicago, year. yeah. Worse, worse. Of course, they got three times as many cops as Chicago true, too. True, but they they've lost and they've lost some some major bosses committed suicide over there. Yeah. So there's another job opening, people. All right, yeah. Chicago and NYPD. Well, I already appointed another guy, another white guy. Oh yeah. Oh, which, uh, there you go. The minority community is not too happy about. He didn't mess around and fired him and appointed the other the chief of detectives. Same okay. Day. Well, my bad. I guess there isn't another opening. No. Just that, in that Chicago. Been filled. All righty. That's been filled. But right. uh Well, hey, look, there's an opening for a fire chief in Iowa. <laughs> yes, there is, isn't there? <laughs> and all because some nosy little patrolman wasn't minding his own business. Oh, let me go ruin this police, this uh, fire chief's life. Uh, yeah, so, well, I mean, let's see. The officer, let's see. So, this fire chief, he was in an ambulance transporting um, someone. And I'm guessing this fire chief is probably a volunteer fireman. Because this is a small, small town in Iowa. And usually, that translates to volunteers. So the officer overheard radio traffic, uh, and uh, he noticed that uh, this chief was, uh, he had a slurred speech. He sounded kind of drunk. Says him. Says him. So he goes and investigates. He's he's like, let me go be be nosy, see what's going on over here. So he meets the chief at the hospital at the end of the chief's ambulance run. And what happened then? 
Yeah, well, he was placed under arrest. He refused to complete a field sobriety test. Well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> this is sucking offense for DUI. <laughs> and he know the first time that didn't turn out too well. No. Taking that. So it was a good it was a good pinch all in all, but it was like, come on, dude. <laughs> Speaking of which, a major article in the New York Times comes out this week about the unreliability of breathalyzer right. tests. I read that. It's, it's and it's all right. it has to do with the computer code that was written into the program that runs them. And they think maybe as many as a million breathalyzer tests have been bad, inaccurate. Maybe a million people lost their licenses and uh, paid all kinds of money because of a bad computer program on the breathalyzer machine. Well... Top line takeaway, Paul. There's an opening for Fire Chief in Iowa, right? We're going to take another break. When we come back, we have a former Buffalo DEA agent accused of taking bribes to protect mafia members. How about that? You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. AMA 90. Welcome back, Popo Nation. Paul Cialino, Lupe Aguirre. WLS 890 AM, Saturday night. November 9th. Coming up on that Thanksgiving thing soon, bro. Christmas. All all the the nasty holidays are upon us. All the money makers. Money spending stuff for us, for you and I. Falling asleep over here. What's going on? (laughs) We've got a little Godfather music going, man. In honor of the uh, former agent of the Buffalo DEA, Mr. Uh, Bon Giovanni. Bon Giovanni. That's a great name. He got himself in trouble, didn't he? What Mr. Former DEA agent do up there in Buffalo, allegedly? You know, he's got an Italian last name. He's probably got some relatives. You know, Joe's got some relatives that may or may not be on the wrong side of the uh, law enforcement thing, right? Yeah, well, he was indicted on charges of conspiracy to defraud, accepting bribes, making false statements, and five counts of obstruction. I always love when they tack on obstruction of justice. That means he lied when he was interviewed, right? Yeah. That's what it means. I mean, yeah, that's, you never, that's a a great charge to tack on at the end. Well, that's a year for each one of those. Mm -hmm. But the accepting bribes is uh, problematic for any DEA agent, right? Presumably they got some kind of bank account activity going on there, or there was a snitch involved. But he's in big trouble. So he it, was uh, what? He was a county sheriff uh, for a while, and then he joined the DEA. That's yes. when. That's when he started having fun, right? Yeah. Start working. <laughs> he had too handling, much fun, apparently. Handling, he got himself indicted. Not good. That's when you really work with the bad guys. Well, yes, you, DEA is not doing nickel bag, no. you know, jot dime it's bag purchases, bus. right? Yeah, they're looking at big weight, yeah. And uh, in in Buffalo, they have a, they call the Italian people IOC members, Italian organized crime, uh-huh. which I feel to be a little racist. <laughs> I'm I'm going to say it right now. That's a racist <laughs> term, Italian organized crime. Should just be organized crime, right? That's right. OC, man. That's it, brother. OC, not Italian organized crime. So uh, I guess uh, Mr. Bon Giovanni, uh, DEA agent, uh, he wasn't doing his job. He wasn't investigating the people he was supposed to be investigating. According to the government conspiracy that's been started against this poor young agent, okay, and his... Oh, because he's Italian. Italian. That's right, because he's Italian, he finds himself all jammed up. And by the way, you know... Once in a while, we get accused of doing too many negative police stories. Right? Now, I'm not indicting 
poor Italian guy. We don't do negative police <laughs> stories. We just do stories that deserve to be told. That's right. Like clowns. Yeah. Like, like clowns. Exactly. Like police officers. You have to wear clown makeup. Fighting with the police. We had a local. Yeah, exactly. People. By the you, way. If you listen to the last hour, we had a local story, right? Yes. Police officer. And what, what do we get our most phone call and text on? From from cops who love those stories. Exactly. They love hearing their colleagues getting jammed up. It's not it's not a dig on no, law enforcement or dig. cops. It's just a dig on being stupid. It's you just a, happen to be a cop. Big deal. No, I mean No, it's it's great gossip is what it is. And that's that's what we do. We talk about gossipy subjects that the popo like to hear. And like this guy, he's uh, he's all mobbed up. Yes. He just happens yeah, to be allegedly, a, allegedly, just allegedly mobbed up, okay? He just happens to be a D E E A D E alphabet soup guy. That's you know? right. He should have just changed his last name to D or something. He wouldn't be having all these problems. <laughs> Got or, a very American sounding first name. Joe. Exactly. Joe. Hey Joe. Joe Anthony. Yeah, or Joe Dio, okay? He could have changed that name, saved himself all these troubles with the federal authorities up there in Buffalo. And by the way, I might add, he only had to sign his name to get out of jail. Yeah, signature bond, yeah. That's right. Very nice of them to do that. So we're right. not sure he did it yet, guys. That's right. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying this is a falsely arrested case, okay? I may have to go help him out with his defense up there. Just because he has Italian friends doesn't mean That's right. he's all mobbed That's up, right. you know? This is very much a racist thing going on, a conspiracy against the Italian community in Buffalo and one of their finest young federal law enforcement officials. Up there in Buffalo. Oh, yeah, we got right. two judges on the lineup next. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not in the lineup so much anymore. The guy who was involved in shooting of the two judges back in Indianapolis a few months back. What'd he do? Alfredo Vasquez. Clearly not Italian. What did Alfred, what's Alfredo pleading guilty to up there? Let's see. He's pleaded guilty in a May fight during which two judges were shot in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, but he was just sentenced to home detention. So I guess it was a whole melee. Him and his, uh, him, him and the real perp, his uh, uncle. Let me tell you what happened here, okay? I'm going to tell you why this young lad is not finding himself in serious trouble. Let's see why. He's a snitch. He's going to flip out his co-defendant and testify against him. And his, so uh, his he uncle. got himself a nice deal. He's going to throw the uncle under the bus. The uncle's gone. See, I had a yost. Bye-bye, unk. Because this deal is too good to be true. And you only get deals like this when you're a cooperating witness, as they say. Okay, he's a cooperating witness, but I mean, how much of a, how much of a witness do you really need in this case? You've got... I'm sure they've got oh, video. These you've prosecutors got, uh, you've never got other have witnesses. Good witnesses, yeah. all right, my friend. They can never have enough. They're greedy, greedy animals by nature. Why do they need to give this guy a sweet deal when I'm sure this they have this guy? You know, uh, if, if if his uh, if his nephew wasn't even around, he kind of going to screw up the whole family dynamic at holiday parties, isn't it? It's going to be a crappy Thanksgiving <laughs> now. Unless the I uncle mean, said, "Young man, save yourself." I would. Well, I'm very fond of my nephew. I would not let him take a hit for me. So let me just let me just uh, apart from that, let me just understand this story correctly. So these two judges, they were just innocent bystanders. They weren't necessarily uh, involved in this melee. They just happened to be in that area that these two knuckleheads got into a fight and a gun came out, gunplay ensued, shots were fired, and they just got hit. I'm, I'm guessing. Listen, we don't have enough details in this this particular piece. We could speculate. Let's, 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 let, let, let's artfully, let's uh, intelligently speculate what might have happened here. I'm guessing the judges maybe shouldn't have been in the place they were at. 
So they were outside an Indianapolis fast food restaurant. And we know probably uh, maybe it involved, a, I don't know, Popeye's chicken sandwich. I don't know. I'm, I'm, guessing, don't, I'm guessing Maybe not. it did. Maybe it did. <laughs> maybe they just, maybe, maybe the Popeye's is just getting really bad press and didn't want to include that part of the story. But it's a fast food restaurant involving guns, gunplay. Maybe chicken sandwiches were involved. I don't know. Uh, Clark County judges got shot. I mean, that's unusual when a judge gets shot to begin with. Right? Two. Yeah, two of them get shot. Two for one. Two for it's one. A twofer. Yeah. A lot of heat. Uh, I'm sure that all the judges, all their brethren, very unhappy about this case. So we why got, we did... to send out a message to the community. Then why did one guy get a sweet deal? I don't understand that. So, uh, I'm thinking because they needed him. Though. They needed him? Yeah. Otherwise, you don't get a deal like that unless you really need it. Or you're really innocent, and they just didn't want to get embarrassed trying to put a case on against them. There's that. Dude could have been passed out asleep in the back of the car when it all went down. Or in the bathroom, right? Or walking an old lady across the street with his back to the end. <laughs> Not likely, but it could have been. Possibly. So according to you, you're saying Alfredo Vasquez dimed his uncle out just so he could get a lighter sentence. When you get a deal idea, you're diving somebody out. And in this particular case, it looks like your uncle is going to go down for the big weight on this one. So family aside. Family aside. Thanksgiving shot. Christmas is shot for this family. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo is going to be really, gone. really bad. <laughs> Day of the Dead will never be the same, huh? You're dead to me. (laughs) You're dead to me, young man. Okay, we're not we're not splitting uh, turkey legs anymore. So so maybe Mr. Alfredo Vasquez has to, you know, uh, get some eyes uh, in the back of his head, and he could be really ugly when alcohol gets involved, especially. All right, we're gonna take another break. When we come back, you've got that story out of Naperville involving Buffalo Wild Wings. We're gonna talk about that little racist incident. Ah, you've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM eight ninety. See you in a bit. LS. Welcome back, Popo Nation, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, WLS AM 890, Chicago, Saturday night. And uh, a little orders of protection aren't worth the printed, paper to print it on at times, are they, Lupe? Apparently not, man. You still have to watch your back. Go out to Englewood for our next story, folks, where not a lot of good news is usually coming from. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's a basketball or football championship. We got a local guy who's accused of trying to set his ex-girlfriend's apartment building on fire. Just, Not just her apartment, her own her own stuff. He gotta burn everybody up. That's that's screwing up for everybody. Gangsters, gangsters. Popo <laughs> advice time. Pay close attention. No statue of limitations on arson, my friends, okay? You do not want to set fires, especially if there's a human being in that building. Listen, Paul, if I'm unhappy. Everyone's going to be unhappy, all right? <laughs> yeah, well, let me tell you, this carries, this is like a super class X. He's going to go to jail for a long, long, long time, like never see daylight again time. What did, what did, what did, uh, what did this guy, Jermont Terry? So he's got an order of protection. There's a little domestic, you know, situation going on. It's She's already like, been bad, right? I want you out of my life. Period. Gone. You know, he didn't He didn't like that. He did not want to hear that, did he? He got some gasolina from the uh, local gas station. Yeah, but by the way, did he take an Uber to go get the gas? 
<laughs> that's what's even. I mean, that's the funny part about this. Okay, he left. He left a trail of stupidity. He didn't care. Started he off. Did not care. Let me call up an Uber. Yeah. Well, I, I think he took him. To, card. He, he took him to get get the gasoline. Yeah, right? I gotta get some gas. I gotta get some gas. Okay, got some gas. I think the Uber crime family inquired as to why do you need gas, sir? He's like he's minding his own business. He's like, <laughs> man, I gotta you. I gotta make my money. This guy wants to get some gas. He's probably I don't know. Did he start to transport the gas in the car or in? The, do you think the Uber guy made to put it in the trunk? It doesn't matter. <laughs> the fumes. Okay. So yeah, so he takes him over to the uh, the. Uh, Ex-girlfriend's uh, crib yes. and uh, st- sets the uh, hallway on fire. <laughs> Where nobody can get out. Oh, my God. Like, like I said. you burning fire in the hallway. Might be, it might be a window dive at that point. He didn't want to keep it personalized. He wanted everyone to share his I, misery. I'm going to okay? kill everybody in her building, just not her. This guy just wasn't thinking. But she didn't care about these people. Didn't really care? I mean, did he think nobody was home? Did he think the building was abandoned but her? I mean, who knows? In either way. And then he gets back into that Uber, right? <laughs> yes, he did. He got back in it. The Uber guy hung around for the fire. He hung around for the fire, yeah. yeah. That, does, like, he, does the Uber guy get charged? I'm thinking maybe there might be a you charge. You think he told yeah. the Uber guy, hey, watch, stick around. Watch it's going to be a great show. He probably said, what's the famous words, Luke? <laughs> Hold my beer <laughs> and watch this <laughs> well everybody got caught <laughs> the funny thing is uh i wasn't sure uh reading this article when he left the apartment building uh did he leave that trail of gasoline all the way up until he got back into the uber he set he set he set the building on fire did that fire trail go all the way to the street where the uber was parked i wasn't Whatever. sure too bad it didn't burn him up on the way out, but uh, he he got, he got caught bigger than daylight, didn't he? Not not a tough. He was asking to get caught. He was asking to get caught. Are you kidding me? And now he gets to go to jail if he's convicted forever. He will never see daylight again. Poorly executed arsonist or arson. Yes, by the arsonist. But my dad, nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. We're thankfully. happy about that. Very okay. happy. Nobody dead. The order of protection was not uh, very helpful, <laughs> right? It doesn't have uh, the teeth required sometimes. It's helpful, but not not, not, not here. Not no. Here, not here. I don't even know if the girlfriend was home when he was trying to set the fire. He might have defeated the whole purpose of the fire. Probably. Right? What do you say we go out to Naperville? Something happened uh, there, man. Nothing ever happens in Naperville, my friend. Just ask them. Those Buffalo Wild Wings got a little racist. Uh, <laughs> they really? Racist what? Wild Wings. <laughs> racist Wild Wings. Man. The only, what? Killing black chickens out there? What are they doing? What what was so racist about this story? So let's see. We got a we got a group of kids and their parents uh hanging out in Buffalo or walking in because they just they're celebrating uh an, an event, you know. Right. So they walk in, they want to be seated, they get sat next to someone who didn't appreciate their company. And he has the the cojones to go up to a manager. That's what's funny about this age, Paul, or the or the or his last few years. Closeted racists are no longer in the closet. No, they're not in the closet, are they? They. they're and I might add, on behalf of the Popo Report, we're very happy you're not in the closet because you give us hours and hours of material. of material. Yes. So I guess yeah, this guy, uh, you know, did not stay in the closet. Goes up to the manager, 
I don't want these black kids next to me. <laughs> They're coming from a basketball tournament, right? Could you tell them to move, please? I'm a, I'm a customer. I you know I'm I come I here all want the time. These black can kids you, sitting by me. Can you please accommodate my racistness? <laughs> and, and what what did uh, Buffalo Wild Wings do? To everyone's chagrin, they accommodated oh. the racists. See, that's another thing. The closeted, the racists are no longer in the closet and in the closet, and they are being accommodated. Uh, that's just so aggravating, Paul. Well, I it's so aggravating. It, it, it's just and rude. <laughs> I, I I can't get over it because a I can't imagine. Well, if I'm running, if, you know, if I guess if you're a manager in Buffalo Wild Wings, maybe your career aspects are not the best. Not all idiots. Not all of them. <laughs> Clearly, a few of them are, though, right? Like, I guess. What's the correct move? The correct move is say, "Sir, if you don't like them, people leave." Why don't you leave? Exactly. Yes, I'm not moving anybody. All right. Yeah. Take your little racist white ass out of my restaurant and go yeah. eat across the street because I'm not going to bother. These That's people. a request I cannot fulfill. That's stupid. What's the matter with you? You want me fired? Morally, my conscience won't let me. Won't allow me to do it. You want me to get fired? I would have said to the old guy, "What's the matter with you? What's, What's the problem?" Yeah, exactly. And everybody is butthurt now out in Naperville. Let me tell you, having lived very, very close, like in the border, and spending you're like right a lot there, right? Of, yeah. I'm right there. Let me. This is not a, a a minority friendly community. Let me put it like that. They go out of their way to make it very very white out there. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I'm I'm guessing a lot of people that live there live there for a reason. Not a lot of minority kids in Naperville. Not many at all, mm -hmm. considering the size of the population. Right, it's and, a, and it's a huge city. And so we're going to see the mopes like this come out. We don't want to sit by black people or drive by them. Or God forbid, if I have to drive to Chicago, I have to go down the Eisenhower. <laughs> it's a problem. I'm going to be exposed to minorities. So if I'm eating my buffalo chicken wings, okay, and I'm, I'm just not going to put up with those people. So they they accommodate this guy, man. I mean, but. On Thursday, I think the president, the CEO of Buffalo Wild Wings, came out to Naperville. Oh, yeah. And brought the people who were, uh, the, the black people in and say, listen, man, this is not us. This is not, uh, we're sorry. We have, They did all the right things. Yeah. Right? And probably gave them free chicken wings for life or something. I don't you, know. You, but you, there was a lot of hugging going on at the Naperville Wild Wings with the, Corporate CEO showed up. These huge uh, corporations, they can't screen out every damn racist <laughs> that applies <laughs> and gets a job. And it's, unf yeah. it's unfortunate that, yeah, yeah. he had definitely definitely had to do some... Uh, and we don't even know if the kid who accommodated this older person is a race. He just might be a kid who doesn't have enough common sense to say, excuse yeah. me, yeah, sir, you're way out of line here. The Stop. person who was accommodated, definitely. Yeah. Exactly. The kid got fired, Who whoever... You know, worked for uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Used poor judgment. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, who knows <laughs> if he had a tinge of racistness, uh, but poor judgment, definitely. And like I said, these closeted races are out, man. Uh, they are out there. But uh, th to the credit of the people who were, should have been very offended and upset and ticked off, they handled this with class. And they said, listen, man, we're, you know, no harm, no foul. We don't care. Okay. But, you know, they, they, they were really classy about yeah, it. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. All right, Paul, we're going to take our last break. When we come back, the chicken sandwich wars have heated up. All right, we got a man stabbed. All right, we're going to talk about that. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 9.
Chicago to home stretch, the big clothes, what you've been waiting for. Lupe Acquire, Paul Cialino, Chicago Popo Report, WSAM 890. You don't want to miss this segment. And we got some good stories we're closing with, Lupe. What a what a guy, Rafer Weigel, the, the morning correspondent for local Fox Channel. What happened to Rafer, man? Quite simply, Paul, like Socrates once said, some guys just have to keep their pulakis in their in their pants. Let me tell you, man, he gets suspended without pay because some chick out in Valparaiso takes an order of protection out on him, which is all nonsense, I think. I've been watching and following this story for over mm-hmm. a week now. Mm-hmm. And, and the tragedy here is uh, because he's a semi-public figure... Uh, his stuff gets put in the newspapers. By the way, oh yeah, you get blasted out there. Are you oh, kidding yeah, me? This guy, yeah. his his father was a legend in Chicago. Uh, his dad was a great guy. Knew great his guy. Dad. I listened. Yeah. I watched him. Listen to him all the time. Yeah. yeah. And then a Rafer's getting uh yeah getting right. hosed. He's kind of Chicago journalism royalty. Yeah. And because this this nutcase takes out a order of protection on him, and there's some scandalous behavior going on between yeah. them. But by the way, uh, consenting adult behavior, nothing too bad. He winds him finds himself. Basically unemployed now. He had a big, good job. Yeah. Really good job, right? Suspension pending an investigation. He met this chick on an internet. Hey, gangsters and... and, uh, (laughs) Non-gangsters? Non-gangster journalistic uh, uh, people (laughs) of Chicago. Stay off that internet for dating. It usually, you know, I know it's 2019... When you do it the old-fashioned way. And I mean, date somebody local. We live in a town with 9 million people in the metropolitan area. Certainly you could find, you know, one or two people you like. And also, man, whether you're high-profile or not, non-high-profile, high but especially if you're high-profile, quit sending bulaki pics. Quit, oh, quit sending boob pics. I mean, you're going to get in trouble. Revenge porn, you name it. Someone's going to get yeah, no, upset. There's nothing... There's no upside to that crap. Right, and there's nothing bad he's accused of doing. It's just no. because he's kind of a semi-famous person. He gets blasted in the papers, and they're printing all this scandalous nonsense. If he was, uh, well, let's say you or I, <laughs> we'd probably never make the papers, okay? <laughs> it would for me, for sure. But uh, the, the FOP would make sure of it. But it, it, Rafer Weigel is, was a big target planning on him just because... He's Rafer Weigel. What are you talking about, Paul? I watch myself all the time because I got people after me, man. They're just waiting for me to slip loop, up. Loop. Everybody and ruin, loves you, brother. And ruin my uh, life. Everybody loves you. All right. all right, moving right along. Chicken sandwich wars are heating uh, up. Oh, boy, the chicken sandwiches are back. And what happened, Luke? Maryland, Ox Hill. Are you Oxen Hill, actually? <laughs> So, let's see. Let's not cut the line, I think. is the moral of the story here. If you wait in line for that big old chicken sandwich at Popeye's, what should you not do, Luke? Don't cut somebody <laughs> while they're waiting. In, yeah, right. don't don't cut them off while they're waiting for a chicken sandwich. Don't jump that line, chicken sandwich right, line, exactly. Yes, because if you jump that line, what might happen? Oh my God, you're gonna get it popped. You're gonna get you're gonna get stabbed. You're gonna get shot. You're gonna get whatever. And this dude Maimed. got killed. This guy got killed yeah. for jumping a line for a chicken sandwich. For a damn chicken sandwich. I think you'd like to have that one back. I mean, <laughs> guess who wants that one back? I've got to try one of these chicken sandwiches, man. They're so good. People are dying for them, literally. Well, he died. He died. And he didn't get to eat his chicken sandwich. <laughs> no. That's the bad, that's the really sad part. Real gangster would have let him eat that chicken sandwich and walked up to him and said, hey, you enjoying that sandwich? Because <laughs> you just paid, you know, for it with your life. My God. Remember that first chicken sandwich related incident back in September? It was a stabbing, right? An armed one? group rushed the Popeye's <laughs> restaurant. And this was in Houston. 
I mean, I would, I would kind of like expect it in Houston and Texas. You yes, know, yes. Guns. A little wild and woolly, right? Yeah. Lawless, yeah. you know. Lawless behavior in Texas, says <laughs> Lupe Aguirre. Not Cialino friends. They were told <laughs> in the drive-thru that the product was sold out, and then uh, all hell it. broke loose. Well, that's what you get when you don't have enough chicken sandwiches uh, laid in, right? Hey, make sure they're in stock or else... There's I don't going to be know, a lot but, of blood the marketing front. person who thought up this chicken sandwich thing should get a raise. That's all I'm going to say. It's, it's freaking genius. What, what's our next story? What are we doing next? Let's see. What's next, Paul? You tell me. You man. don't know? It's a shocking, shocking brawl down in Atlanta. Oh, wait. No, 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 what about... What about what, no, wait. Before we get that, what about okay. the Near North story? What about that knucklehead? <laughs> That's a, that is a great story. Let's talk about that. A 25-year-old. He was partying, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, Near North... Uh, Rooftop. He went out to smoke, didn't he? Just get a smoke, yeah. just to chill out. But he got kind of uh, what do you call it when you're just looking, looking everywhere? You've got uh, situational you've got, awareness. No, he, he <laughs> definitely he's, he's rubbernecking. Rubber there you yes. go. <laughs> Not situational <laughs> awareness. This guy's rubbernecking, <laughs> almost wound up costing his costing him his life. He fell five stories. Hey, Are you kidding me? This is a great story. I mean, five stories in excess of 50 feet. That's a fall. That's and presumably he didn't fall in a nice, soft, wet marsh somewhere. He fell on a concrete sidewalk. He got stuck in between two in between two walls. But he went down 50 feet. Yeah. So to, I, I bet he gets, you think he got a he little brick burn on himself, man? Rug burns everywhere, yeah. I think, think he was a little buzzed, maybe, when he fell off the roof. <laughs> He's coming out of a party, smoke a cigarette, and maybe, you know, lost his balance. So stay away from balconies, stay away from rooftops when you're, you know, kind of almost blacking out. He was probably blacking out. He was probably at that blackout point. Blacked out by the time he got down 50 feet in, in between realize, a couple concrete I'm walls. I'm sure he didn't realize what happened until they, uh, right. the, the, uh, yeah. see, fire came by. They had to break a wall to get him out because <laughs> he was stuck in between two walls. By the way, people, fire department loves breaking stuff when they come to see it. They, they truly and really do. They live to break stuff. They live to break it, and if you're going to accommodate them, you know. <laughs> That's right. They're, they're there to help. They're there to serve for sure. All right, then. Uh, let's see. Are we going to fight now? Are we going to make it quick because we got a great idea. Do that fight. Ending. Do that fight. So we got three chicks getting a fight down in Atlanta in a college dorm down in Georgia. And the fight is so bad, they they kick loose a pipe that floods a nine-story apartment building. That's a, now, that's a fight. That is a fight. <laughs> that is real fight. And we love those kind of fights. Only in Hotlanta. Let's see, 19-year-old Tamia Robinson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tamia, that's a... The fight started in the lobby. You know what? The small minor charges, criminal damage, property, and disorderly conduct. Not a bad day for that kind of legendary fight. Mm. And I kicked her butt so bad, I flooded a nine-story building. This story will be shared yes, for it, a long time to come. stuff, man. And, uh... But our next story is a nice story because it's happy ending time, my oh, friend. Oh, time for checkoff. I love it. Yes, it is. And this is one of your people. What happened? What did our guy do? Our Chicago police sergeant. This a guy's SWAT a SWAT guy. He's a SWAT guy. He's a stud, right? Yeah. Big old tough guy in shape, wearing all the military type stuff. Huh? He's a shooter. He had a good day, didn't he? He was running that hot chocolate 15 5K this past Sunday. That's one of the uh, marathons or races that I have yet to run. I've I've done a gazillion of them. This is this is one I always miss because it's always cold. I hate running in 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 anything that's under 60 degrees. Well, bro, Sergeant Mike Nowicki, who ran the race in full SWAT, he's a tough gear. guy. He doesn't yeah, care. He doesn't right. care he's if it's a cold. tough guy, huh? 
But he's, he was wearing SWAT gear. Are you kidding me? That's right. He's got all his stuff on. And what did he do? What happened during this race? A 19-year veteran. So I guess uh, along the uh, the race path, uh, there was a, a medical emergency. A lady went down with a heart attack, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, cardiac uh, arrest. runner? Cardiac arrest, yeah. Heart attack, Okay, thank you. And what did he do? He saved her, right? Saved her life? Saved her life. Then he finished the race, didn't he? Gave her all the breath he had, got up. He had he had still a little bit more breath left in him, and he hey, finished he the race. He did have some breath in him, didn't but, he? But the best part, once he finished the race, what did he do? Uh, well, there's a young officer, CPD, named Aaron Gubala. Uh, and Aaron, Aaron got some good news from Mike, didn't she? Oh... A little proposal. Got down on his knees and said, would you marry me? After I just saved the life and known you and loved you. Wow, that was romantic. And Aaron was working on the job. She's a bike officer. She was on the job, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, I saw a picture of her. Cute. Cute, yeah. Oh, yes. Great yeah. couple. We can see what a sergeant wanted to marry her. Yeah. Yes, she's a looker, man. But she said yes, didn't she? It's a definite happy ending, and that does it for us this Saturday night. And as always, don't poo-poo on the popo. And mind your own business. And watch your six. Have a good night.